Hi, my turtle doves. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you? How are you? Today's date is December 31st, 2022. It is 9.37 a.m. It is New Year's Eve. Um, I'm just here to remind you of a few things. Um, I know that at the end of the year, we like to spend time mourning over the promises that we made ourselves um, in the new year of 2022 that did not um, that we did not hold up to, or all of the things that God promised us that did not come to pass this year. I want to tell you that we know that God's word is the same today, tomorrow, and will continue to be the same when he makes a promise. He is faithful to perform it. God watches over his word to make sure that it accomplishes the very thing that he set forth for it to do, and he holds his word above his name. So that means that if his word fails, he fails. And we know that that just isn't so. Um, there's a song um, and I'm not, I was going to try to sing it, but my voice is doing something weird this morning. So I'm just going to just let you know that it's by Corey Asbury. It's called The Reckless Love of God. And he says, before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. And you have been so kind to me. He says, before I took a breath, you breathed your life into me. And then he goes on to say, oh, the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God that it chases me down, fights till I'm found and leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. But you still give your love away. And then at the end, he goes, there's no shadow you won't light up. No mountain you won't climb up coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down. Lie you won't tear down coming after me. Meaning that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. When you are his, he's coming for you. He'll send someone to the depths of hell. And when I say send someone, I mean that sometimes when we say yes, we yield our way and our will to his. We are God's eyes, ears, and legs on this earth. And he would send someone to the depths of hell to come and get you. And they wouldn't even know what was it that quick, because you know that God can um, influence you to do whatever it is that he wants you to do. He can't make you do it now. He can put a thought into your heart and you would act on that thought because you said yes to his will and yes to his way. I wanted you to know this morning, God wants you to know, God wants you to know this morning that when you think about the concept of a heart, we like to say, oh, this is um, my heart outside of my body, <laughs> which I think is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I understand the concept, but we have to be careful with the things that we speak. I'm sorry about that. Forgive me for saying that. Um, we like to say things like... Um, I love you from the bottom of my heart and things of that nature. But we know that we should be careful with the words that we speak. So when we think about the heart, um, the Bible tells us to guard all, to, to um, I have the scripture here. Give me one second. Um, Proverbs 4 and Twenty-three, It says, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. 
And I'm going to do the amplified version as well because I want to amplify this word for you this morning. Um, it's a, it says AMPC. So Amplified Classic Edition. Now, when I do the Amplified version, it says, keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard. For out of it flows the springs of life. When you say things like, this is my heart outside of my body and your heart outside of your body hurts you, then you have a broken heart. And what do you do with a broken heart? How do you live with a broken heart? Do you know that our heart is what pumps the blood back into our bodies and without it, we can't survive? We know that heart heart attacks are... Um, killers. We know that, you know, they, they say, they like to say things like silent killer, um, and things of that nature. So we know that, um, our heart is a very vital, important part of our lives. If our heart stops beating, then we cease to exist. Um, we know that, which I'm going to say a broken heart is something that can kill you. A broken heart is something that can make you sick. A broken heart is something that can manifest in ways that we never thought possible. Your heart is gentle. Your heart is um, delicate, so to speak. And when a heart is broken, it's hard to penetrate it. Um, it's hard to speak to it in a manner so that it can be unbroken <laughs> for the lack of a better statement. It's hard for us as humans to heal a broken heart. I know that we have heart surgeons and things of that nature, but if the heart is beyond repair, there's nothing anyone can do for a broken heart. Now, I'm not speaking physically at this point. I'm speaking spiritually. So God wanted me to let you know that when your heart is broken, there's nothing anyone can do but him. The first thing that we have to do is acknowledge that our heart is broken because we like to put up walls. There's a difference between guarding your heart and putting a wall around your heart. The wall that you build around your heart says, I don't care. I don't care about nobody. I'm not hurt. I'm good. You know, so on and so forth. And what you've done is built a, def a defense mechanism. You built a wall around your heart. And now there's nothing that can penetrate it, not even true love. <clears throat> God wants you to know that no one should be blessed with the responsibility of maintaining and fixing your heart. Because what you do is, is you have this heart, this heart full of hope and this heart full of love and joy and this heart that just wants to give and bless other people. And you say, here, take my heart. We barely know what to do with our own hearts, let alone the hearts of someone else. God is here, wants you to know that you should guard your heart, not saying build a wall, but guard it, meaning that ask for discernment to know who to allow in your heart. And also, God, give me the strength that way. If this person does do something that hurts me, that it doesn't break my heart to a point where I feel like I'm not going to survive. 
God wants you to know that he will leave the 99 to come after the one, meaning that there's a hundred in total. One straight away because of a broken heart. And God says, I'll leave all of my other children to come after you. God is the repairer of the broken heart. God is the mender of a broken heart. God is the fixer of a broken heart. And I remember back then I used to say, um, I used to bear my soul to people. And I'm talking, tell them each and everything that was dinner because I wanted them to say something or do something to make that hurt go away. And when they told me, go pray. Or when they told me, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, girl, but time heals all wounds. I felt kind of betrayed and hurt that they did not take an opportunity to use this moment to try to fix the heart that was broken inside of me, which is not their responsibility. It's no one's responsibility to mend your broken heart. No one has the capacity or the tools to mend your broken heart. No one in the world knows what to do with the delicacy of your heart when you bear it to them. The only person that knows how, I mean, we have an idea on how to lead you and where to tell you to go and how to get to a place where you can fix it, but no one has the power to fix your broken heart. And the first step is to say, God, my heart is broken. God, create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. God, I am hurting. And right now I'm going to boast in this weakness because I know that you're on your way to save me. God is the only one that can mend a broken heart. God is the only one that can mend a broken heart. God is the only one that knows how to handle you. He's the only one who knows how to love on you. He's the only one who knows how to take that vulnerability and say, I'll never leave you nor forsake me. I am a God that came to give you life so that you can have it more abundantly. I am the God that will never hurt you. I came to give, to give, to give. And you know what? I wanted to give to you so much that according to John 3, 16, I gave my only begotten son so that you can have life and have it more abundantly. I thought that you were simply to die for. He thought that you were simply to die for. I want you to remember when this new year comes up that we're going to face different battles. We're going to go through things that's not, um, we're not immune to problems, trials, and tribulations. And we're going to get them even harder because we said, God, yes. And the enemy has to do everything that he can to stop us to make it, from making it to the point where God has us operating in our full ability that he has created us for. When the new year comes in and you make your resolutions, which I don't think you should do that, <laughs> you know, um, because the Bible tells you it's better to not even make a promise. The, the Bible, uh, yeah, we're going to pull out the phone. Um, there's something that the Bible says about making a promise. Um, do not, I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up. So bear with me. Do not make, do not make promises to God. Ecclesiastes 5. I love the book of Ecclesiastes, guys. You should give that book a, a, a look-see. You should go ahead and read it a little bit. It's a good book. <laughs> not as good as like Proverbs and Matthew and Luke and different things like that. But Ecclesiastes is a really, really good book. And I love that book. That's where I found my... um. 
favorite scripture, Ecclesiastes 9 and 11, that the race is not to the swift or the strong. But here we go. So Ecclesiastes 5. I'll start with verse one. It says, keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools for they consider not that they do evil. Be not rash with thy mouth and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God for God is in heaven and thou upon earth. Therefore, let thy words be few for a Dream coming through the multitude of business and a fool's voice is known by multitude of words. When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it, for he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. It's better that you should not vow than to vow and not pay. So if you shouldn't make a vow to God, I don't think you should make a vow to a New Year's resolution, my, my turtle does. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, because we break promises. And what happens is, is you make a vow, you break the vow. Now you're hurt about the vow that you did not fulfill. And now you have all of these other things that come to attack you when it was just simple. God, I'm going to lose five pounds. You didn't lose the five pounds. And here you are. I'm worthless. And I'm never do what I say I'm going to do. And I'm just a fat pig. So. We have to ask God, God, give me the desires of my heart. God, show me what I should want because I don't know nothing for myself. But anyway, going into the year 2023, I want you to go into that year knowing that your heart is beautiful. Your heart is pure. Your heart is sweet. Your heart is delicate. And the only person that knows how to handle your heart is the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't give anyone the responsibility of maintaining your heart and trying to fix it when it's broken. Don't give anyone the responsibility of trying to maintain your happiness because that's too much responsibility. And it's unfair to the person that you give that responsibility to. While we're in this flesh, we make mistakes. People hurt people not doing it on purpose, not knowing that, God, today I chose violence when I woke up this morning. And that's because the devil roars around like a fierce lion looking for someone that he could inhabit and devour. And he's going to use you to devour other people. Go into 2022 knowing, God, my heart is delicate and I only want to trust you with it. God, if it be anything in me that's not like you, take it out of me. God, my heart had been broken and I know that you're the only one who can fix it. God, give me discernment to be able to know who to trust with my innermost parts, but also the knowledge to understand that they can barely maintain their own heart, let alone mine. So help me in the moments that I do get hurt. Help me not to let that build a wall around my heart and keep me soft, keep me gentle. Let not my heart be hard and let not my heart be troubled because if um, believe in God, also believe in me. If you believe in God, also believe in me. God, today I give you my heart. God, today I give you my heart and all of the issues of it. God, today my heart, my heart, my heart. I give you my heart. And I ask that you create in me a clean heart, renew the right spirit in me. And I ask that you guard and keep my heart 
like I know that only you can. Love me how I need to be loved. Show me your grace and your mercy. Show me how sufficient that grace is that you have that you told me about. I pray that this blessed you and that it didn't sound like a bunch of rambling like I always think I sound. (laughs) Um, And I pray that you just understand that if your heart is broken, no one can fix it but God. We have a way that we feel our heart should be mended and we have a way that we think it should look. But once again, We walk by faith and not by sight. We wrestle not against flesh and blood that we shouldn't even be looking at what we see because everything is going on in the spiritual realm. Corey Asbury, reckless love, the overwhelming, never-ending, a love, the word reckless. let's, Let's define the word reckless real quick. Let's define the word reckless. Loves us for he hates the sin, loves us enough to not hate us for committing the very thing that he hates, which is sin. We're record, we're we're um we're de- we're defining the word reckless right now, and then I'm gonna let you go. Um I'd be I appreciate it if this phone separates the word reckless and the word um, def- definition. It was trying to make reckless and definition one word. All right, Miriam. Let's see what you're talking about. So the definition of reckless is marked by lack of proper caution, careless of consequences, irresponsible. <laughs> That's man's definition of the word reckless. And let's just say God's love was so um careless of what the consequence may be he already knew what the consequence would be but god's love was so let's see so let we're going to use oxford right now because Marion was a little far off so reckless is of a person or their actions without thinking or caring about the consequences of an action but we know that god is god knew the consequences of his actions that's why he took them I'm going to do something so um, extreme because that's just how much I love these children. But God's love was so reckless, the reckless love of God, that he was willing to go down to the pits of hell and die for our love, our sins, our wholeness, our forgiveness. And when you when you think about it, if you sit back and you just think about how good God loves you, how good, oh God, you're a good girl. Oh God, there's a song that they sing and it says, you love so good. They talk about how good he loves. Yes, he loves so good. That through all the hurt and the pain that you've experienced, that you can go and sit in front of God and give it all to him. And he can make you feel whole and loved. And I thank God that we don't walk by the flesh, um, that we are in the flesh, but we're not of the flesh because our flesh desires physical intimacy and love. But once you're spirit, Spirit is loved. Once your spirit is loved, my God, that cures a multitude of sin. It just takes, I mean, I'm talking, it takes over you and you don't want to feel nothing else. I was just telling somebody that sometimes I'd be like, God, I ain't talked to you in a long time. I miss you. And I go sit in his presence. I miss you. 
I love you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for always being there for me when nobody else can. But anyway, my turtle doves, like I said, I pray that that blessed you. Um, and I always just post episodes without listening to them. I listen to them later. Sometimes I cringe. <laughs> but I pray that I was able to give you what God had on my heart, that your love is beautiful and pure. And it was so beautiful and pure that he recklessly chose to die so that he can mend the very thing that the enemy has been trying to break and use for evil. Have the most amazing day. I pray that you have a great new year. God gives you the desires of your heart, not your wants or your needs, but the desires of your heart. Because we know that out of our heart, life, the issues of life flow, our being and everything flows from our heart. My turtle doves, I love you. I love you. I love you. Happy New Year. Have the most amazing day, week, year, the rest of your life. I pray that it just is prosperous and it's full of everything that God has promised all of his children in his word. Bye.